Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 164 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the dreamscaping, synchronicity-loving creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back at Blog Talk Radio. I was going to sing for you. I really was, but now I'm chickening out. <laughs> dream on, dream on, dream on, dream on. <laughs> I loved the beginning of that song. Um, but, yeah, I can't, I'm no Steven Tyler. What can I say? <laughs> Did you know that Aerosmith and myself, we are both, we both made our debuts in this world in 1973. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> and I'm trying to be quiet. So still working on the audio here. But um, anyway, I love that song so much. Some of the best lyrics ever written, all time best lyrics. Love, 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 love. And yes, that is why I named today's episode what I did, my first episode back after taking a little hiatus. So dream on, dream until your dreams come true, people. Um, But we're not talking about Steven Tyler here today. As fun as that would be, we are talking about you, your dreams specifically. It's very hard for me to modulate my voice like this. So I already can't wait to listen back to this episode to see if it is helping because I think the sound quality is better, but that I talk in a really like woo kind of way and sometimes the woos blow out the sound. So until I get a better microphone, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) And as I said on Facebook this morning, dreams, the subject of today's show Dreams are more than a groovy bit of bedtime entertainment. They are portals to your very soul. And for those who are willing to pay attention, they make amazing guides. And before I get too far down this rabbit hole, I have to take a quick second to thank, because of the sound, Dale, Jill, and Lacey for donating to Hippie Witch. Yay! Thank you. Thank you for helping me keep this going. Thank you to everybody who has been patient as I'm working out the sound. If you want to donate to the podcast so uh, maybe I can get a better microphone at some point, (laughs) there is a link in the sidebar of my website. I'm so easy to find, www.joannadevoe.com, and I made it easy to find that little, it's a cute little button (laughs) that says Donate to Hippie Witch. I should also mention, too, for those of you who uh, don't watch my videos, and really, there's a lot of you. I did the math, uh, and only about one-eighth of the podcast listeners watch my videos on average. 
So I might repeat a couple of things from my last mega vlog video here today. And the first is this. I am taking three weeks off in July, the first three weeks of July. So if you have purchased a coaching package with me or you are wanting to purchase a coaching package with me, please try to get those scheduled for June because after that, I won't be available again until the very end of July. So I'm, I am just taking three weeks off. I'll probably hang out on Instagram and um, Twitter some because I just think it's fun. <laughs> That's just for the fun. That's just for me having fun. Um, but in terms of doing the show and making videos and blog posts and all that stuff, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going offline. And in case you haven't heard the theme here for June is symbols and synchronicities, which is why we are talking about dreams here today, as dreams are chock full of symbols and signs from spirit and some really interesting synchronicities. I have a really good example of this, and it's the other thing I already shared in the last video, but it's so good that I can't shut up about it. So Hopefully, if you've already heard me tell this story, you don't mind hearing me tell it again. <laughs> uh, if you listen to the show, you know that I work with Athena. I'm not a goddess worshiper, uh, but I, I love Athena and the Queen of Swords as a kind of like totem. And in working with her for, gosh, I feel like it's been a few years now, <clears throat> she's become a kind of guide for me. So coming up on this last full moon, I had just learned about this cool ritual that people used to do back in the day every single year to honor Athena on May 20th, some say May 25th, so I just kind of gave it that window, but May 20th is when the full moon was happening, and uh, I think that the ritual was called, or the the festival it was called um, Plinteria, P-L-Y-N-T-E-R-I-A. If you're Greek and you know better how to pronounce that, please let me know. But basically, could get into a long story. Watch the video because <laughs> I, I just want to give the Cliff Notes version here today so I don't suck it up. But this whole experience was just chock full of awesome synchronicities and symbols and signs that stretched all the way back to my favorite Bible verse when I was a little kid. But just fast forwarding through all of that just a little bit to get to what I think is the coolest part of this dream I had is I had ordered a statue of Athena from Greece and uh, I kind of did it on a whim when I was learning about Plancheria, but I think I ordered it too late to get it in time to reenact the whole ritual <clears throat> on uh, the full moon. So I was kind of bummed about that, like, dang, I wish I would have found out earlier because it'd be so cool to do that like on Plantaria on the full moon so uh I didn't have much hope about it because I knew it was coming all the way for, from Greece but I wrote to the seller like can I get a tracking number and he gave me the tracking number this was the day before the full moon and he said it won't be here it won't be there till next week and I was like ah bummer well when I woke up the next day on the full moon guess who was sitting on my front porch <laughs> Athena or she was in a box. Um, so I was super excited. I did the whole ritual right when the moon went full. And then I had this little space of time between doing that 
Like I, I really did it up. Um, I, I talk about the ritual a little bit more in the video, but part of the ritual is I lit a candle. So I had the candle burning in front of her and I had a little bit of time between doing that and taking the full moon hike with my son that I had promised him. So I decided to take a little nap. And um, I had recently <laughs> been lamenting the fact that I don't have much fire in my astrological chart. And um, so I've been like, putting together like a fire altar and thinking about fire and like, how can I bring more fire into my life? Um, and I'm just talking metaphorically here. <laughs> um, how can I work with the element of fire more? And knowing that Athena was the goddess that brought the people metallurgy or that's part of her mythology. Um, that's, that's the art of using fire to turn metal into weapons and tools. I thought, oh, well, I'll just ask Athena. <laughs> so um, I said like this little prayer with the statue and the candle there before I took a nap saying like, show me my fire. Where is my fire? And then I went to sleep and I slipped into the coolest dream. It was kind of stressful at first. I was staring at this mason jar that had a votive candle inside. And I was worried about the candle because the lid was on the jar and I didn't want the flame to get snuffed out. And I was staring at it like, Oh, I don't want it to go out. I don't want it to go out. What do I do? And I heard this voice say, um, use your arrow, shoot it with an arrow. And sure enough, I had a bow and arrow and it was this really cool metal arrow, <laughs> which I don't even know if they make, but I'm, it's pretty obvious why I'm dreaming about metal. Um, <laughs> And whatever. Anyway, so I, I shot this arrow at the glass mason jar and right when it broke the glass, like this fire, you know, I saw this like explosion of fire and I woke up smell of burning and the candle that I was sleeping under had just burnt all the way down. And it was that smell that you smell when a fire burnt, like finally when your candle burns out. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's so cool. And it was on the full moon in Sagittarius and the Gilfer, um, the Glyfer Sagittarius is an arrow. And so I took that to mean focus because I don't think I have a lack of fire. I'm just more like a wildfire. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's not contained. So I kind of thought that that was about focus, you know, like focus your fire and um, whatever. That's just about me. <laughs> and do I think Athena herself, the goddess, was actually speaking to me? Actually, I think it was my soul. I believe that the soul speaks in dreams and symbols and art and various ways. But the soul speaks in dreams. And dreams are the bridge between you, the daily, wide-awake, ego-led you, then to the psyche, the soul, the higher self, whatever you want to call it, and all the delicious and, let's face it, sometimes frightening layers of the subconscious mind that are otherwise out of reach. So that's why dream work is so cool. Uh, and I really wanted to share that again. Whoops, I hear me raising my voice. It feels natural. That's how I talk. Jeez, I don't know if I can keep this up. This is the one episode where I'm going to try <laughs> to modulate my voice. But I talk loud. I'm a loud talker. Anyway, so that's why I say that if you're willing to pay attention 
to your dreams, that they can be the most amazing guides. Because, you know, what I took from that dream was focus, Joe, focus. And I have a lot of projects going at the same time. And I don't know if I'm ever going to be a person who just does one thing, but that is to my detriment, I think, um, in a lot of ways. And I think that that was a message from my soul that was just like, pick a thing and do it already. <laughs> uh, and then looking at my list of bullet points to remember here, um, I can see, no, <laughs> we're, we're not even going to have close to enough time to get around to everything I want to talk about that, okay, you know, this month or <laughs> And I snorted live. I hope you got that. (sighs) I don't even have close enough time to get around to everything I want to talk about here today, but that's okay because we have got a whole month to explore these things. I wanted to talk about dream journaling, active active dreaming, lucid dreaming, prophetic dreams, sleepwalking, sleep talking. (laughs) I've been doing this show for a really long time. I don't know why I can always think I can squeeze so much into each episode. Um, Anyway, I know so many of you have already nabbed yourself a copy of Robert Moss's Sidewalk Oracles because I've heard you say it on social media or I've seen you. (laughs) You're sharing the pictures with me. Um, Sidewalk Oracles, Playing with the Signs, Symbols, and Synchronicities of Everyday Life by Robert Moss. And I hope that even more of you get this book soon, very, very soon, because one, that's the reason we're working with this theme this month. I was really inspired by that book. And two, it is a hell of a lot more fun to play around with this stuff with a group of people Um, or even just one friend. Like if you both read the book together, I promise you there's going to be an explosion of phone calls. You're going to be like, you won't believe this thing that just happened to me. Oh my gosh. And this synchronicity and that synchronicity. And then I had this dream. Uh, It's really, really fun. Some of us have already been chatting about it in uh, the private group I run for the psycho spiritual wheel of the year. Um, I did a book nerd post on it yesterday and you can find that on the blog. If you're curious about the book, Um, I pulled out all my favorite books, quote, I can't talk today. I'm so conscious of talking. (laughs) This is a funny episode. I pulled out all my favorite quotes to share there so you can get a better feel of whether or not you think you'd enjoy something like that. Um, I don't know why anybody wouldn't enjoy something like that, but that's just me. I think it's like the best thing ever. Sidewalk Oracles by Robert Moss. Check it out. Anyway, back to you. Let's Let's put the focus back where it belongs. First and foremost, if you want to start working with your dreams in a proactive way, if you want to have your version of the cool Athena fire focused dream, um, if you want to start letting your dreams act as guides for your waking life, the absolute best thing you can do is to keep a dream journal. I keep a Cliff Notes version of my everyday dreams in my date book. So just like a little paragraph kind of of like I hit the high points and note any symbolism that shows up. And I always buy date books that give each day a full page partly for this purpose. And then anytime a dream makes a really big impact on me and I know like, ooh, there's something there. That was a really good one. Um, I write about it in greater detail in a proper journal. Uh, And then I just go on for page after page after page. And the trick to writing down your dreams is that 
you must write them down before they slip away. So it's a really good idea to keep a journal and a pen next to your bed. And um, because you'll find that dreams, they slip away, which is really, it's just this weird, spooky, alternative reality that uh, it slips away as you go about your day. Another cool trick is don't move. <laughs> if you have a dream and it's like on the tip of your brain and it's about to go away or it's gone away, but you're kind of, you can sort of get a sense of it. Don't move, like hold your body in the same position that you were when you were sleeping. So like when you wake up, like don't roll over and get a glass of water or stretch or anything, like hold that same body position. And, uh, it really works. It's very interesting. It really demonstrates that whole mind, body, spirit connection in action when you start doing that and you're like, oh, trippy. Um, try, try it and see. It's really cool. Um, and then another thing, you know, uh, well, you, if you're going to do that further explain, just lay there. Just lay in that position and then try to pick up on the feeling of the dream or even just one tiny detail because sometimes even just one kind of detail, like little bitty thing, it can be enough of a thread to lead you back in. And then you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. So it's so strange how they're elusive like that, but um, it works. And then another fun thing you can do, especially if you just had a really amazing dream and you want to linger there a little bit longer, is to either just lay in bed with your eyes closed um, or writing in your journal. Either way, play out the dream in your imagination, like you're directing a movie. So um, you can do this too with dreams you don't love, actually. Dreams that leave you feeling bad, you can rewrite them or give them a more desirable ending if you want. Make yourself the superhero instead of the victim. And uh, I think that's an awesome thing to do. Robert Moss actually advises against letting your ego take over the dream world by trying to control you know, your dreams. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that what I'm suggesting is that playing out new endings for your dreams and your imagination is to me a really fun, empowering way to explore the possibilities and perhaps even rewire some old neural pathways, especially if you're still in that groggy liminal space between sleep and wakefulness. Um, so you don't have to get out of bed right away. Maybe um, if you want to start keeping a dream journal and you want to, you know, carry your dreams over a little bit and stay in them and play around, set your alarm uh, 15 minutes early and then set a snooze button. So, you know, you can just shut the alarm off and then you have a little 15 minute window to sit there and think about your dreams or carry out your dreams or write them down. And it just makes space for this kind of work um, if you want to explore it. And it's, it's fun work. Work is not the right word. It's more like play. And then keeping a dream journal can also, also help you start to identify patterns and themes. And that's really one of the most powerful parts of keeping a journal. Uh, messages that are trying to be delivered by way of the soul or wounds that are coming up to be healed, like old traumas that are like, okay, you're ready now. Here, you can heal this. Instead of being afraid of a scary dream, you can sit with it and be like, ooh, what is this trying to tell me? And this is another one of those things <laughs> I could go on and on and on and on about because it is it is that cool. It is just so far reaching. Um, 
I didn't mean to just talk about dream journaling. I still have 10 minutes, so I'll try to talk about some other things here. But writing down your dreams also creates a kind of, it's like a contract of commitment between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. That yes, I am here. I am paying attention. Please tell me more. <laughs> um, it's like a little contract that way with your soul. Um, and you're, you're inviting it to tell you mo more. And in no time, it will. If you do this, even just for a few days, it will start to tell you more. And then if you keep going, it will tell you a lot more. And the more it tells you, the more you want to know. <laughs> and it just goes on and on and on. And um, I've been doing this my whole life. So I'm a fan. I'm a big, big fan. I think that's like one of the most witchy things about me is um, people sometimes say that like witches aren't made, they're born and I think both can be true, but if, if witches are made, I think I was made a witch. <laughs> um, I think too, uh, keeping a dream journal, it also greatly enhances lucid dreaming, um, which is very witchy. Uh, if you've never experienced a lucid dream, which is basically just a dream in which you are aware that you are dreaming. So you're aware you're dreaming, and then you get to actually interact in the dream. Some might argue that the life we are living right now is one big lucid dream. And I might be inclined to agree. I think that that's a really interesting theory. <laughs> um, but if you'd like to but have never experienced a lucid dream, a, a dream journal, for all the reasons I just outlined, can really help with that as well. Um, it definitely starts making the line between the sleeping dream state and reality as we know it, it starts to get thinner and thinner, thinner. Um, and like I just said about being, you know, I feel like I probably was born a witch. I think I've always lived in this kind of in-between state. I have always been a prolific sleep talker and sleep walker. My, my family has so many stories about the goofy things that I have done. <laughs> I don't walk as much now. Um, when I was a kid, though, I, I used to sleepwalk a lot. Um, and I've had many profound prophetic dreams, which started when I was a very small child. Uh, I'll dream things and then they come true. Big things, little things, in between things. Uh, Something very interesting happened. I had a major betrayal in my life as an adult. And um, this has happened many times since, actually. But the first time that I really took note of it is in a dream, the person that had betrayed me, it was like they were talking in my ear and explaining exactly what they did in great detail. I had no knowledge of this in my waking life, but it was their voice talking to me. And then come to find out a couple of days later, every single thing was true. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, so, I mean, you think you're keeping secrets from people. You're not, you're not, we're all operating on this weird, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. It's a, it's a plane of consciousness that we all can access. And those of us who work with our dreams, who play with our dreams, we might have a leg up on you, <laughs> people who say you don't. Um, and then there are people who say they don't dream at all. 
And as far as I know, that's actually not even possible. So what's happening is you're just not remembering your dreams. So again, that's about keeping a dream journal and setting an intention to dream. There could be some trauma that happened to you where you're actually afraid to dream. You could have had some really something bad happen to you and you were having nightmares about it. So you just told your subconscious mind, like, no more, shut off. So trying to figure out what that is and healing that can bring your dreams back to you. Or you can do some kind of conscious dreaming and uh, kind of like uh, you could create like guided you know, dream journeys for yourself where you record yourself going into that dream and empowering yourself as the superhero, just in an attempt to like lure yourself back to the dream world a little bit. Or if you just don't know why you can't remember your dreams in the morning, just spend some time. Like I said, like don't move when you wake up and just lay there and think about like, what was the feeling sense when you were sleeping, you know? So are you waking up anxious? So maybe you had an anxious dream. Are you waking up horny <laughs> you had a sex dream I don't know um, but maybe just start like recording your feelings about you know like I don't know or colors the color blue I don't know why I'm thinking the color blue just start with little clues and I have faith that eventually uh, the clues will start to turn into bigger pieces and the pieces will start to turn into memories of the dreams that you're having uh I think I've shared this here before, a lucid dream I had, um, a big one that really got me into studying and playing around with lucid dreaming in my 20s. Uh, I tried to do, yes, I'm like having deja vu. I have talked about this before, but I'll just, I'll just quickly share it. In this dream, I've always been able to fly in my dreams. And in this dream, I was flying and then I was aware that I was flying and I was flying in a different way. Usually when I fly in my dreams, I do like a breaststroke kind of thing. And I'm usually like swimming in the air, like swimming up and often to escape something. But in this dream, I was just straight up like Peter Pan flying through the air. And I was aware that I was flying or dreaming. And I could literally feel the wind on my face. And my chin was cold. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It was like more real than real life and just super sensory. And I was like, what do I want to do now? I want to go to my childhood home. I really want to go to my childhood home. So I flew back to my childhood home. And I started opening up all the cupboards and drawers and closets and looking inside my childhood home on purpose, aware that I was dreaming. And that's just stuck to me stuck with me all these years and I really I will say like consciously courting lucid dreaming is you have to keep it playful because it's harder than you might think <laughs> I was doing this thing where I was taking playing cards and I would put them on top of this armoire like I would shuffle them and put a card face up on the armoire and I didn't know what the what the card was and then I would go to sleep and I would tell myself all right, we're going to look at that card. And when we wake up, we're going to know what the card is. And then I, I couldn't do it. Like I kept struggling and I, it became very frustrating. So make sure you keep it very playful and setting an intention is another awesome thing to do before you dream. Um, like I did with the Athena dream. So my intention, uh, I didn't want to tell the whole story cause I knew I'd run out of time, but, um, 
the intention had been building in me to find my fire. Like I want to like really play around with this element. And um, cause I'm mostly air and water. <laughs> I'm very Libra Scorpio. My chart is just Scorpio, Libra, 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 Scorpio, Scorpio. <laughs> um, so I just wanted that like fire. Um, so when I, I said that prayer of intention, it was very, very sincere. It had a lot of energy behind it. And I think that's why I immediately got the dream answer. And I have a lot of experiences with this kind of work. But um, if you set an intention before you go to sleep, if you just ask a question or something that you want to learn about yourself or your life, uh, you might... 90. You might be surprised to find uh, that just scared me to death. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but the robot lady just told me 90 seconds. Ah, whew, I think I got the volume up too high on my earbuds. Um, and please don't write to me that uh, I liked the sound better before. I have heard that. I am just trying to honor the people that have donated to improving the audio here. And I'm, I'm stubborn. I'm like, no, I will figure this out. It might suck for a minute. 60 but I will figure it out. But anyway, setting an intention before your dream is really powerful and don't give up. If you don't have, get the answer to the question that you ask or your dream doesn't match the intention that you set. just, you know, maybe write the intention in your journal and then keep writing down your dreams. And you might find that like a dozen dreams in all of a sudden it's answered. So, uh, this is just a fun thing to do. Um, share on Facebook or Twitter or wherever we're hanging out together online. Like what's the coolest experience that you have had with dreams so far? Was it a lucid dream? Was it a prophetic dream? Do you not dream? <laughs> um, let's talk about dreams. And until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.